0: She's just funny, it's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? Come here, come here, though. Yeah, he's crazy, see? Who are you? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Are you ready? Hello, greetings. What is going on? Uh, listeners of the Barardo podcast, thanks so much for tuning in. This is fun. Uh, I am your host, Tony Barardo. And, you know, not surprisingly, today's episode is a lot of fun. I say that with most episodes. Today's episode is with Lloyd George, who's an expert podcaster and helps uh, coaching people, not just to start a podcast, but he manages podcasts. And he creates some really cool content on TikTok, uh, which is where I found him, as well as Instagram. You could find him at Lloyd not George. That's pretty clever considering his last name is George. Overall, this was a really fun conversation. We talk about kind of the landscape of social media, where it's headed, the TikTok sensations that you hear about as well. So this is a really fun conversation. I think you'll enjoy this. Everyone, please help me welcome Lloyd George. Do you video as well or do you just do?
1: Yeah, I do. I normally use Squadcast, but I've been thinking about switching to uh, Riverside.
0: Riverside's good.
1: I use that for yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why do you switch? What, what, uh, what is this? This is first time I've uh, heard of this. Oh, Guess is that right?
0: Up. Yeah, this is um, eCam Live. It's a, Got it. it's a newer program. I'll send you, I'll email you the the site. You can check it. Do you have Mac or? I do. Okay, because it's a Mac only software. But I mean, what's rad about it is like I can. Um, yeah, obviously, you saw the screen when you joined, so it's a little bit more uh, fun when it comes to that because you can get creative. But mm-hmm. like, you can uh, throw in overlays fonts That's and awesome. my my favorite part is i can even do i have everything hooked up to my stream deck yep. so when i end the recording i press end and it goes to my youtube mm-hmm. um outro so it yes. has like the spaces for but i created all that in ecamm when you hit done it converts it to either a, a dot movie or dot mp4 or whatever you want to do and then I just upload that to YouTube. Like as long as you don't, sometimes I'm picky and if I have like ums and ams, I might throw in Premiere Pro and edit it. Sure. But sure. it has helped my workflow completely because now I don't do my intro or outros. I don't do anything in Premiere Pro. I yeah. do everything here and then I save it and I just upload it. And that's it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I like that. Yeah. It's making a lot effort because have... I did realize, cause I'm doing everything myself. Like I do my editing, I do my clips, all that. And you know, cause obviously you're doing it a lot, but the time that you spend editing you're yeah. wasting so much time not podcasting and yeah ever since i started doing this i went from like doing one a week to now i'll do like I'll, i have like three today so mm-hmm. i'll duck out three and then yeah. i'll be good for four weeks you know because yeah. just post one a week
1: how so. long how long have you had the podcast um i saw you were like on like 160 something it's like oh you're on 170 something
0: 170 I Yeah, i think th- so this will probably be by the time it comes out 176 maybe or something okay. um yeah I've, I've I've been going pretty hard for like a year, but yeah. I started it four years ago. Um, okay. the I used to have people come to my studio, and obviously the pandemic, thank goodness yeah. we're able to do things virtually. like yeah. with a program like this when I found this, I'm like, hell yeah, because now I could collaborate with you and you know other other creators that I probably will never meet again. I'm, I had this yeah. one guy on my show a few um, episodes back. He's in the UK. Mm. So I'm like, how great is it that you can do this type of combo? Yeah. Um, so I've been going hard with it for for that amount of time. But I uh, I just actually got let go from my full time job about a year ago oh, uh, no. due to the pandemic. Uh, worked out yeah. the best thing ever, though, because I've always wanted to go all in with podcasting. And now I have the time and, you know, right. uh, the freedom a little bit to where I can feel comfortable with it. And Start on my own company where I do um, – I got about six or seven clients I'm working with right now. I'm a UGC creator, so I'll do that stuff on the side. And I also edit a couple podcast videos uh, for some folks and cut up their reels and stuff. So now I'm doing that full-time, but now I'm like ramping up this podcast. It's so interesting. I know you talk a lot about this too, but it's so interesting how the second I was like, I'm going to go all in. Fuck it.
1: Yeah. And then I
0: did – one, two, three episodes in a week. And I'm like, well, oh, this is interesting. Now I could yeah. do one, like, I could do like six a week if I wanted to. Right. Right. And then I started seeing some more subscribers, more followers, more traction. I'm like, oh, so you just can't half ass it.
1: And then it works. Right. Yo, that's just, that's such an interesting point. I have a, a guy outside, and his name is Henry. And this guy, he does like maybe like 50,000, um, downloads per month. Um, and I was saying like, like why, like what, like what do you that contribute that to? And he was like, literally it's just like this sheer number of like podcasts I posted. So he does like a daily podcast. So he was like, when you think about it, each of my episodes may only get like 1200 downloads, but because there's like 50 of them in a month or 30 in a month then it's going to hit like 50,000 downloads. So literally it's just like a numbers game kind of to your point where it's like, if someone is doing like, let's just say like 200 downloads per week, like an easy way to just double your volume is to just do two, right? So it's like, you know, so uh, yeah, there's definitely like numbers element to it too as well.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's the challenge obviously because it is so saturated, but I mean, there's, you look at like the type of content, you know, I'm, I'm a big podcast listener. Right. So I, I always like listening to podcasts. And there's even, you know, podcasts about mindful meditation and uh, just all types of various things that people don't understand. It's not just about like having conversations. There's there's other ways that you can consume content and podcasts is making it really easy to do that. Um, yeah. you know, obviously, uh, what's the the crime theories and all those crime like those things, there's so many of those, but each one has yeah. thousands of downloads because it's, it's just new content. And the more content you put out, um, you know, the more you're going to get noticed. So I don't know yeah. if there's a lot of people, I think there's something stupid, like 2 million, is it 2 million podcasts now? How many podcasts out there?
1: Yeah, there's a, I think it depends on like what platform you're referring friend mm-hmm. to. Um, it's somewhere between two and 4 million total. Obviously some of those are dormant, but.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say is a lot of those are dormant. So when you think about like competitive wise. Yeah. I mean, you still got plenty of opportunity and as long as the content's good and you like doing it. I mean, that's the reason why I started Is I just enjoy talking to people, you know, and 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 learning a lot myself. And, uh, you know, eventually now it's it's kind of gotten to a scale to where I could do things like this and I can spend time and and edit and and really put some passion behind it. But it really just started off like when I was with my buddies and they left and I was like, we should have recorded that because that was a great conversation. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, why don't I just, why don't I just do that? Why don't I just start right. a podcast? Whatever. Who cares? Like it, right. no one has to listen, but yeah. how radical is it that 10 years from now, you and I can go back to this conversation and say that happened. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. We did like little, literally, if we did one once a year, like it'd be crazy to see like the growth of like both of our lives. So I I agree 100%. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. And for you, so you, I know you, um, so are you coaching podcasters
1: i am not necessarily coaching podcasters but um i started a business managing podcast so for people that don't necessarily have the time to do their own editing they don't have the time to do their own show notes i reach out to like their guests on their behalf i manage some of their like sponsorship stuff um and so i do this sort of like management package for 2600 a month i mean it's relatively new uh but i, I mean so far i'm loving it
0: that's great, dude. And, yeah, you know, I mean, what if – because it does take a lot of skill uh, to yeah. do that type of stuff. And it's a lot of time people don't understand. You know, it's – like I was saying, I mean, just me doing the editing myself is – it's a lot, dude.
1: Yeah, it's it's intense, man. I tell people it's like, yo, it's like kind of like SEO, right? Where it's like, there aren't just like one thing. There's so many different factors that could like help you succeed. And the likelihood that people are going to be able to do all of those at a high level consistently for three years to see results is just like unlikely. Um, and so for a lot of the people I help, it's like, Hey, just put this on autopilot, I'll manage it for you. And maybe in two years, you'll be like, I'm glad Lloyd's been doing this at a high quality level, Um, but it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of uh, investment. Absolutely.
0: And then you know i throw up your socials for people just watching on youtube but in terms of uh a website or you know TikTok, is it all the same uh lloyd not george it is that's right
1: lloyd not george.com um and just a heads up it is l-l-o-y-d um but i know a lot of people spell it y-o-d um uh, so all things lloyd not george um how are you guys doing are you
0: guys safe family's good i appreciate it yeah we're uh we're good i mean we it was pretty rough it was scary um when it landed i think was wednesday night um and i mean we got almost almost about 80 mile power gusts so but we had shutters up i put those up like eight hours before it happened because we thought it was going to make the turn and, and hit us um i had a bunch of buddies out in fort myers i got obviously destroyed um and thank goodness everyone's safe but their property is just you know it's enough. yeah but it's yeah, um, tough yeah dude it took a toll man it kind of came out of nowhere i mean we knew it was coming but i think the last time something like this hit was charlie Mm -hmm. and i was in orlando for that one so i got i got hit really hard with that where we were at but it's just it's it's crazy when you see the before and
1: after videos and the oh it's just it's terrible yeah it's brutal and then where are you out of lloyd um, ironically, uh, I'm in DC now, my wife and I just moved here last week, Friday, so it's relatively new, still kind of adjusting Like, that's why my office is like super empty. Uh, so I'm still sort of like decorating. Yeah.
0: No, it's, it looks like a cool space though.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We're super, we're grateful, man. I love DC. The podcast scene here is uh, a little underwhelming so far. Uh, I'm still trying to discover like studios, people, that sort of stuff, but we're, we're excited about the move.
0: Oh, that's great. And then when you mean uh, like underwhelming, is just not a lot of creators out there or just the space in general?
1: Like in Atlanta, if I Google like podcast studios, there's like 20 or 30 that come up. So just like even just like this year, like activities and like events for podcasters, there's like a conference there. There's like not that here.
0: Yeah. So is that typically where you do? your podcasting in those do you run out the studios
1: i i don't and i haven't but i probably will in the future um, i've been in talks with like a network about like joining their network and if i do i'll need like to use an actual studio uh, and also just like you know I've had a lot of issues. Like one thing I was doing was just like telling people like, meet me outside, meet me in the park. I'll bring two microphones and we'll record there. Uh, and the police would like stop me or it'd just be like lab construction. It'd just be like a ton of stuff that's just like, you know, like How this is not run. sustainable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there is something unique about doing something special like that. Yeah. I used to do that too. Cause I have uh, a Roadcaster. Um I got the new one, the Roadcaster 2 Pro, which is amazing. Is it? Yeah. it's It's game changer. Uh, not just with all the features, but just the gain and like you don't need a cloud lifter for okay. it. It's just, it, it's beautiful. It's expensive, but, you know, it's worth it. But, you know, I used to bring that around the first one with like a suitcase. And I used to go to either my clubhouse at, at um, the neighborhood where I live. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's free to, to hang out. But I had to put up my clock that has my logo and all this stuff. And it was just like such a process. Like I'm very fortunate. I'm, I'm thankful that you're on. But I hate doing these like this yeah it's so intricate to set up a a podcast you know to your point it's not just a lot of work with the sponsorship aspect because you have a couple couple sponsors but you factor in the editing then you factor in like the communication back and forth and trying to coordinate people flying in if they got to come in it's just there's a lot that goes into it people don't understand and i mean you're not getting paid yeah yeah yeah, exactly right this is a hobby essentially until you can make enough to um to pay the bills but yeah i've always thought about going to a studio
1: I've always wanted to. Yeah, exactly. And I, I do feel like the thing that sucks about it, though, is it just limits, like, from a guest standpoint. Like, mm. gosh, like, you're literally, like, like uh, I, I talk to a lot of, like, content creators, podcasters. Like, to think about doing that just in, like, the D.C. area would be, like, super hard.
0: Yeah. And, you know, again, it, you go back to sometimes, like, you use programs like Podcorn, which is great, where you can meet creators and they could sponsor your podcast. But also, I've, I've met a lot of other podcasts that have been on my show and vice versa Mm -hmm. where i've been on theirs and you know they they're like hey you can you can fly me in here's my rates and Mm. you know you have to pay them to essentially fly in and that's interesting and i'm like that's great from like a creator standpoint because i love the idea if you have value to bring but then also like if you're trying to host a podcast and you know that's the only way you can get gas it's going to become pretty pricey Um, yeah 100 percent You know, but I did actually. It's funny you say that with the studio because there's not a lot in Florida either. And that's been one of my main goals since I started doing podcasting because I used to have, you know, strangers come into my old house. And, you know, obviously I'm married now and eh, I start a family. I'm not going to have a bunch of strangers coming in. Did think of this and I'm going to put this on record now. So, you know, patent pending, trademark pending. There's a lot of studios spaces that you can rent out, but I think it would be radical to almost kind of make like a production setup and a studio setup, even if it's a 2000 square foot space, and almost make multiple rooms that not yeah, just yeah. you can go for podcasting, but I think it'd be radical to have two rates, right? You have the rate that you just want the space, yep. but then there's someone there that can manage it that has the camera set up, the lights, everything, yeah. and you can rent that as well. So if you don't just want to do podcasting, maybe just want to go in and capture some product photos for your business because yeah. they have that as well. But to combine them, I think would be super interesting. And that's like my next business venture is to open yeah. up something in Tampa. Where it's like a big space
1: where where that can happen. 100 percent And I feel like I know there's um one of those in New York and one in Atlanta to your point where it's just like there's literally like ten rooms, like straight, some of them are like they have like they all have different setups, like some are from YouTube, some are for pod, whatever you want to That's do. Cool. Um, and it's just like I feel like there's not enough of those for some reason that I don't know. But yeah. I think every city is starting to have content creators that would like love that.
0: Yeah, and I don't see it. I mean, I don't see it going anywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Like,
0: especially with the TikTok sensation. I mean, I don't know about you, but there's like some of my buddies that are like in their 40s. I'm in my late 30s, but some of my buddies have kids that are like, you know, 14, 13. Yeah. And they're like starting to do obviously aggressively more video, more TikTok videos. But it's mm-hmm. annoying if you're a parent and they're in the house. Like I could see down the road 15-year-old or 20-year-old. Instead of going to the movies, like my parents used to drop me off at the movies or the mall. I could see kids getting dropped off at these studios and like mm-hmm. spending a day creating content in these environments like I yeah, told that is it. such a dope idea
1: this is what i'm saying i love that yeah and it
0: would almost be like what actually reminded me of it truth be told is i watched our wedding mm-hmm. video for our anniversary we try to do it every year to keep you know to remind ourselves I'll hey remember. we spent right. <laughs> we spent a lot of money on this marriage let's not fuck it up let's watch this All right. so but i was watching this and You know, we had like a studio set up with props, very similar to, I mean, I'm sure a lot of weddings do that, if not all of them. And you go there and you do these little videos and you do these boomerangs and you're wearing the funny glasses and you're wearing those stupid hats. And then I'm like, we did that. And it's some of the best pictures that we had at that wedding because the camera set up, the lights there, you got the props and every single prop is different. So every photo is different. So it seemed like it was 15 different rooms, but it was just one room with different backdrops. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, hold on. So if I'm doing TikToks, most of my TikToks are in my studio. How cool would Mm -hmm. it be if every single week I can go to a space and it could be different every time and I don't have to invest any money into doing it. If I was younger, that's what I would be doing instead of skateboarding around banks that are closed on the weekends, which is what I used to do. I would be like going to these studios to create content. That's that's
1: 100%. I also think like. Like teenagers, kids are going to start making money sooner, earlier from like content than maybe we will. I feel like we're sort of like the first wave of people sort of like exploring this, Mm -hmm. but in the future, just like, you know, you see with sports and lots of other like um, industries, I just think people are going to start making money online at a younger age. Um, And so I, it would not surprise me, honestly, if instead of like people getting like their first job at McDonald's or whatever, if they said like, I create content or I have a, there's like a guy on TikTok, I forgot his name coach something, coach Hayes, I don't, I don't know, but he's like a TikTok coach and the guy's in high school and he has like two accounts. He does really well on both accounts. And it's just like, that would not surprise me if that became more uh, of a, trend. a thing Yeah. I mean, even,
0: you know, I had people over, uh, a couple of my neighbors, we did like this big celebration last couple of days because we survived the hurricane. And uh, I have like a pizza oven out in my, mm-hmm. that I built uh, a brick oven pizza. So it's like a legit Pompeii style. Mm -hmm. So we're cooking pizza. We're having wine. We're we're hanging out. We're shooting the shit. And we're getting to know each other because we really didn't, like, know each other. You know, it was just like, hey, what's up, Bill? Like, that type (laughs) of stuff. So they actually came over. We had a good time. And we shot the shit and uh, had some liquid courage. So we're sharing stories. And we're sharing all of our, like, past experiences and stuff like that. And they go, hey, Tony, what are you doing? I was like, I'm a podcaster. and I'm a video editor. They're like, oh, that's awesome. That's great. And I'm like, dude, if I told someone that, like, years ago yeah <laughs> no like even three yeah. years ago they'd think i was
1: fucking nuts
0: yeah 100 percent. they're like what are you doing are you are you guys okay like do you need money right
1: <laughs> exactly i agree i
0: agree man so i can't imagine 10 years from now like what it's gonna be you know even like a video yeah. editor that might even be like i don't know maybe that's like the job at mickey d's now you know if you tell someone you work at mickey d's they're looking right. at you like Are you okay? Like you, yeah. But video editor, ten years from now, they might even say, "Hey, dude, are you okay? You should be doing like the AR and the VR stuff. Like you shouldn't be doing, like get out of the video editing business, bro. That doesn't exist
1: anymore." Exactly. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. It's gonna be interesting to see what the future looks like, man. Yeah, kind of scary. I know, kind of
0: scary. Did you Did you see uh, the new stuff that uh, Zuckerberg's doing with Oculus and? No, like, I have, have not. You been, have you been keeping up with that? So, no. So he's got these, uh, you know, obviously the metaverse is, is growing day by day, but he's mm-hmm. launching this new software, I think, with the new Oculus. I want to say it's the end of this month, but he, it's essentially a way to read face ID better when you're wearing, oh, have wow. you wore Oculus and VR and stuff? I have not. Insane. It's just speechless when you do that type of stuff. Because it okay. give yourself like 90 seconds and you think it's real. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not real, but you know, it's almost like when the lights go off, like in your house. The lights yeah. go off, it's completely pitch dark. It's it's dark, it's scary for about 10 seconds. And then your light mm-hmm. your eyes adjust to it. That's kind of what it's like when when you wear these goggles, you're like, Oh, this is fake, this is stupid, this and you're like, it's it's pretty wild. So now he's I need to check it out. You gotta check it out. It's like worth buying if you're a nerd like I am. Just buy it. Mm -hmm. Don't even waste time with anything else. He's got this new one that it recognizes face ID in the metaverse. So when you're wearing these goggles, it literally does everything from your facial features. Usually Mm -hmm. now it's like lagged. It's kind of like that fake like anime style type of thing. But now if you sneeze, (laughs) it'll Mm -hmm. pick up on all that. Um, wow. if you turn your eyes left and right, it'll pick up on that. So if you're doing wow. these zoom calls and things in the metaverse and you actually look to the left or you look down at your phone, it'll pick up on all
1: that. Wow. Thing.
0: And it That's is really like, dope. Yeah. And dude, like we don't know anything about it either. Like I'm sure right. Zuckerberg and these geeks are, they're, they're hiding stuff from us, but it's so new and it's yeah, like, yeah. it's really impressive at a yeah. you know,
1: new stage. The rate at which like um ar vr is improving is bizarre like i thought like the content world moves fast i mean some of these other like industries and spaces they're just like literally quadrupling year over year it's kind of bizarre i mean i even
0: just saw tiktok uh, this morning uh this guy who i love i I forget his name i don't want to butcher it but uh he's like a smart tech guru Mm -hmm. and he has everything in his house is linked up with you know either alexa or google or whatever mm-hmm. so now he's getting in he's vlogging all this but he's getting in like a um, a chip in his hand and he's pre-programming it before it gets installed and you could change it constantly but yeah. now you can use that as your key fob for your car wow um for apple pay it's the same technology for that you know even like your lights if you don't want to yeah <laughs> if you don't want to say the words hey turn on lights you can all just right, yeah. walk up to your light switch and just do that, wave over wow. it and it turns on. It's like that alone. And we do not even know that was a thing. And then all of a sudden exactly. it just popped up and it's it's hard to keep yeah. up.
1: Yeah, um, there's a ton of crap out there that we don't, <laughs> no idea yet. Um, do you listen to uh, the first uh, the podcast, My First Million, by any chance? mm Okay, mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's basically like these two guys. Um, it's under like, the HubSpot Podcast Network, um, but, Uh, It's amazing like they talk about a lot of different things primarily like entrepreneurship and like business stuff but they put out two episodes this past week surrounding just sort of like growing a podcast and they go for like their numbers their downloads and how much revenue they make and they talk about some other smaller podcasts too but it's really 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 good I think it's a good indicator it's a good opportunity to see like behind the curtains from like another podcast that's like doing really well. Oh that's interesting I made a note I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. Yeah yeah that's awesome.
0: And then is there any other, uh, is there any other
1: podcast that you listen to in particular that motivate you or that? are? Something yeah, like that? there's, um, a podcast called, uh, uh, gosh, it's, uh, called Colin and Samir and it's two guys, uh, whose name is Colin and Samir. Uh, it's, it's so good. like, they talk about all things like creator economy. They ironically just passed over like a million subscribers, uh, this past, uh, week. So yeah, awesome. they're crushing it. That's awesome. Yeah, there, yeah, there's so
0: many, there's so many good ones out there. And, you know, are you more like YouTube or are you more a podcast? Do you like, do you enjoy consuming the video aspect of it or
1: audio? Um, I'm more audio. Um, I do have, like, I got YouTube Pro just for that reason. So that, like, I'll listen to, like, YouTube videos on audio while I drive. Isn't that, like, fascinating? Like, there is, like, a podcast, a little, a little podcast version of something. And I'll still go to YouTube, search for the video, and just listen to that on audio. That is just, like, bizarre.
0: Well, and, you know, I, I think that's why YouTube is now, you know, that new update they shared where now they're starting to get more into podcasting. So, which is even more interesting because you look at like Spotify doing the, quite the contrast, right? Like they started off yeah. with audio and now with like Joe Rogan and Dak Shepard and all these folks that are doing podcast video, uh, call, uh, Caller Daddy, that's another good yeah. one. So these are exclusive video form podcasts to Spotify. Yeah. So now they're starting to do more video integrated into their and now youtube's the opposite now YouTube's doing yeah. more audio so but i think youtube's gonna kick ass if they can get this right and yep. you know i've said this before with a lot of other products like amazon prime for example their mm-hmm. streaming software is garbage their content's yeah, yeah. good but the platform itself which they're starting to fix mm-hmm. but like netflix is the goat you know right D- disney did a good job emulating it peacock tv did a good job but find the goat and just copy what they do.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think if YouTube could figure out a way where like a view, like if someone watches a video, that that counts towards your podcast downloads, like your RSS downloads, Mm -hmm. I think it would be a wrap for every other platform because then like everyone would be incentivized to just say like this podcast is on YouTube, they wouldn't even say like watch it on all platforms. It would just be YouTube naturally. Yeah, um, and so I, I think YouTube knows that. And I think they've said that like they have they're working on that. They've just been saying that for the last two years. So right. I don't know.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll give them because of the pandemic, they're slowing down a little bit, but they better step it up. Yeah. Started. Yeah. Yeah. By so, 2023, I, I better get some good shit, but that's a great idea. Especially you look at like from an SEO standpoint and Googling, like if you could just search, the Berardo podcast and it shows up yeah, on yeah. google and then youtube is the first one that comes up and then youtube podcast is the second one and then yeah. you know the website's the third like if you can figure that portion out because yep. that is the hard thing that i'm realizing is i get a lot of people to consume my clips my reels my shorts my talks like all that i get a lot of consumption there mm-hmm. but then to the analytics which of course is very limited still but the analytics to push them from tiktok or shorts To actually go and subscribe on spotify or apple or google podcasts is 0.0005 like it's not impressive at all so that that to me is the challenge are you seeing anything in terms of like what's the best thing to do to drive that because that's what that's the challenge i'm finding is people love the reels and they'll listen to a short amount of the the clips in the podcast but they'll never go to my downloads you know spotify and apple from that 100 percent, and
1: i think that like i was chatting with like an exec at a large uh, podcast network and they were saying they're having trouble with that so it's literally like i think everyone is trying to figure out how to do that i think it's a known fact that like virality or views on social media do not always translate to downloads and if they do it's at a significantly smaller percentage Mm -hmm. um there's only one guy i know that has about 80,000 TikTok followers that says he can see a correlation. Like if one of his videos goes viral, that will directly impact that specific podcast episode. Um, And a lot of people I see when they do like their social clips end up putting uh, something at the end of the clip directly, like calling out, like, go watch this on YouTube or go watch this on Apple, Spotify, wherever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think to your point, like, I think the easy solve to this is like, I'm watching your short on YouTube and I say, I love this short. And I can just click a button and it's going to take me to the full podcast episode within YouTube. Like that's going to be like the ideal sort of like solution. But I think we're a few years away from that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, because the the link in Instagram was a game changer for a lot of people. 100%. A lot of people. And especially with like podcasting and if you're creating content, you could put like a little clip and then Mm -hmm. leave that link at the end from Instagram and someone could shoot right there. And I get a lot of views that way as well doing that. So something like that. To your point on YouTube, yeah. I think would be would be epic. And I heard they're they're monetizing the shorts
1: coming yeah, soon. Yeah, well. that's gonna be huge. Yeah. What what's been like the best uh, in your opinion? What have been like the three biggest things that have like helped your downloads? You feel like
0: um, in general, just overall, mm-hmm. uh, definitely shorts and reels, getting getting a little bit better with that. Um, mm. But you know it's it's a it's a slow increase, but I'm definitely seeing uh, some more subscribers on YouTube. Um, mm. so for me the shorts were huge not necessarily downloads as a whole because um, I, I have noticed like you mentioned people go and watch the podcast on YouTube mm-hmm. so they don't actually download on Apple or Spotify so that to yeah. me is kind of interesting to where I've gained a lot of subscribers from shorts a lot yeah. probably more in the past six months than I have like in the two years that I've, I've done Wow. Um, so definitely shorts for sure uh, I would say the call to action at the end and then I have noticed I've moved most of my ads for my sponsors to mid rolls mm-hmm. instead of pre rolls.
1: Oh, interesting. Why? Like, why?
0: Well, I don't know if it's just being because of watch time or people are just used to it. Because sometimes I'll change it up, but I, I've noticed might have been like a year of me doing pre rolls, which I don't pre record. I, you know, I do it live. I'll do like you know, hey, you know, today's sponsor is Perfect Keto, and I'll do the whole thing in the beginning, yes. and it'll be like two to five minutes along with the mm-hmm. intro. So like I introduced you before you hopped on yep. and I've noticed if I do less intro, less ads in the beginning and just kind of casually bring it up in conversation, I get longer viewership, whether it's Apple or Spotify and I get more downloads. So maybe that's because someone likes the episode and shares it. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm talking through it. It could also be like, have you ever heard a podcast like a Joe Rogan is a great example before Mm -hmm. when he first came on Spotify, it was a nightmare because he would have like 10 ads. in. Yeah so i've tried to share that episode with me, and they would text me and be like joe how many ads is there <laughs> right so like maybe people were like listening to the episode really enjoyed it for yeah. whatever reason wanted to share it but they're like eh, i don't want to fucking share it because there's going to be five minute ads right right like youtube's interesting because youtube you can actually pick the time to share it so i've yeah. realized a lot of that if i could just switch it and put it to rolls, or make the sponsorship or the intros into the conversation kind of like we
1: did when we first started that i think is more
0: appealing because it gets people more engaged engaged in the conversation that makes sense
1: yeah that makes sense so like you're essentially just making sure like you have a stronger hook versus making like the ads be a significant portion of the hook yeah that makes sense exactly
0: and you know again it's hard to swallow that because like as a pod well the sponsorships yeah that's how you're going to make money and then i started to realize now i charge a lot less for the Mm pre-rolls but i charge a lot more for the mid-rolls. so i'll Mm -hmm. separate the rates when it comes to that, and in the post rolls, I charge pretty much the same as as pre-roll because that's yeah. Once someone yeah. knows it's the end, right, right, boop, that's it. You're done. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So
1: it's basically like the reels and shorts, um, and then also just sort of like um, switch up the your ads. ads. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, what's up, folks? Hey, sorry, I know it's an ad. Ads are annoying. I get it, but this is going to be worth it, especially if you're a content creator. I want to thank today's sponsor, uh, Ecamm Live. So Ecamm Live is how I record all my podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, all the transitions, the fonts, all that, you probably think I'm using like some crazy editing software on my Mac. No, it's just a simple streaming service called Ecamm Live where you can upload custom fonts, graphics, overlays, sound effects, and then of course all your equipment that you need. It's a big production studio all in one super easy to use platform. It's called Ecamm Live. Not only can you stream live on all platforms, but what I love about the interview mode, which is how I'm interviewing guests on this episode, is the interview mode, you just send out a link like you would with Zoom or anything else. And then when they come into the room, you can adjust their camera effects. You can create a custom link that has your brand so it looks super professional. But the best part about this whole thing is when you get done recording it, it goes right to a folder of your choosing and boom, it's already done. It's got all the overlays and fonts and everything that you need in it. So you don't really have to go to like Premiere Pro or Final Cut. You don't have to edit it afterwards. It just makes everything so much easier because my attitude is if I could spend less time editing and more time interviewing guests, because then I could really grow my podcast to where I wanted to. So Ecamm Live, I'm going to leave a 14-day free trial. It's going to be in the episode notes. So if you want to try them out, it doesn't cost you anything. It's 14 days for free. Give it a shot. Download it on your uh, computer and uh, or your laptop. And you're good to go. So thanks, he came live creators. You're gonna love this thing. Let's get back to the episode, shall we? Even the intros, too, because there's a lot of good podcasts that you know are out there now that I've realized intros are great and it's good to, to get to know somebody. But again, I've had a lot of people that mentioned, Hey, I really like this podcast. And I never even did an intro for the guest. Mm-hmm. You know, because I asked him, I like, go, oh, What kept you engaged? You're like, I don't know, it was just it seemed like I was a fly on the raw. You know, it, was, yeah. it just seemed like it was yeah, a good no. conversation. And I think that's the best podcast. And you know, it's funny because yeah. you don't think about it, but Joe Rogan, the goat—I keep mentioning him—but yep. he's the man. He doesn't do any intros; he just gets yep. into it. But for whatever reason, there's a lot of podcasts out there that maybe think that we should change up the formula, maybe because you want to make yep. more money or. May, but people read right through that now. Like people are very yeah. intelligent when it comes to content now. Yep. You can't you can't put anything past him? Where it's like, uh, they're they're skipping the ad. Come on let's yeah i skip the ad yeah. and
1: i do ads like i get it yeah yeah so. yo that's that's facts and i think that um we underestimate how little people need to be um entertained and engaged like you could put out an episode that like to your point doesn't have an intro it's not even like a great like guest. it's not like super dynamic per se but just a mere fact that you're talking to me and people like you they they enjoy like hearing your conversations like that could be enough to like sustain someone but as like podcasters I feel like we feel the need to like overcomplicate it and like you know um over engineer it but to your point even like the podcast I listen to like sometimes I'll just stop and I'll be like why the heck am I listening to this and to that to your point like I like just feeling like a fly on the wall even though it's not always the most interesting. I like the guests enough I'm driving so sure.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so interesting what you're saying there. And yeah, it is, it is kind of wild because we don't understand the, the most popular television right now still to the day and probably will be for quite some time is reality TV. Mm -hmm. You know, people really enjoy, even though we know it's a little bit of fakeness to it, you know, believe me guys, the Kardashians do not live that way. Like it's, there's a little (laughs) fakeness to it, you know, but we watch it, right? It's one of the most watched TV shows on the planet. And I think that is because we we just love watching people, listening to people. And the right. the the that fourth wall, yep. if the, the more you can keep that kind of up a little bit halfway through, um, I think the more more interesting it is. You know, and those those podcasts that are a little bit more organic and the ads yeah. that are more organic like that, people resonate with that because that there's nothing like, you know, I'm telling the story about yesterday when we were eating the pizza and having the wine. There, we took a few pictures. I dropped the ball because we didn't take a lot because I was wasted and full of, of food. Mm-hmm. But, man, there was just something magical about 16 people just hanging out outside. Yeah. Just, you know, there's people like that type of stuff, man. And, and right. I think especially when the pandemic happened, we were more disconnected than ever. Mm-hmm. So to get back into content like what we're doing, just shooting the shit, talking, not scripted. If we can get more of that, like as a whole from a content perspective, I yeah. think that's what we're feeding out. And I, I would imagine, I'd love to get your opinion on this, but I would imagine that's why TikTok has grown so much.
1: 100%. Like, even like uh, my TikTok videos, it's like always the ones that are like, it doesn't feel super scripted. It's like, I, I this was like the video I felt like crap, I really don't want to do this. Let me just like send a quick response to this comment. Those do really well. And it's just kind of like, I think people want to your point, something organic, something natural something unscripted, something not over-engineered. Um, I do wonder though, that like to some degree, um, while TikTok isn't that now, I do wonder if maybe like two years from now, we will have more like video that seems like, dang, was this done by like a a professional video Mm -hmm. editor? Like the aesthetic is great. Everything's nice. Just like Instagram, like how it was like, at first very kind of like natural organic. And then like, the more over engineered it became, the more sort of like professional it became. Even though we said we didn't like that, that's what performed well.
0: Yeah. And then of course now it's gotten too Yeah. Pretty. So then of course us being humans were like, nah, <laughs> no, yeah, we want we
1: want organic here. stuff. Give us the organic you, the real. Are you on be real?
0: No, dude, but I've like I've gone back and forth because I'm on I've been on Vero for a while.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: V-E-R-O. It's, it's pretty cool, man, but it's only – you could do a lot of stuff with it, including photos and things like that. But um, that's been around for a long time, and it's very sexy the way the platform is laid out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are converting. Like Peter McKinnon did a whole video on this, so I, I started using that a little bit more. And yeah. I saw Be Real because I have a couple creator buddies that are on that. And then I'm like,
1: oh, another one. I don't know if I can. <laughs> but, yeah, but tell I, me more it, about it, though. Go, go. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest. I think right now it kind of sucks. Honestly, um, oh, the platform man. is great. The functionality is great. The features sure. great. I just don't understand how you're supposed to use it just yet and that's like my issue with it Mm -hmm. um and so with tiktok and instagram i felt like i was able to like get on there connect with my friends at first and then create content with be real i don't have any friends on there i have like one guy he's like the only person i know outside of that i don't know anyone else and so it the like search functionality is a bit limited too so it's like Mm -hmm. you can't just search like content creators per se
0: yeah that's kind of how vero is is you can only um see people in the feed that you follow of course yeah but then you can only post to people that follows you right so like if i was to post a photo or a video and i only have like i don't know 15 followers on there or something so that means I'm only gonna get out to 15 people like there's no for you yeah. page there's no yeah. community page so that that's the challenging thing I and mean, that's why I always people always want to revert back to instagram because of yeah you know the time and you know, you spent 10 years developing that, right, and and whatever right. followers you have, like, you want to be involved in that. But I also think there's a little bit of, like, cancel culture, uh, let's hurry up and let's say fuck you to Instagram because Kylie Jenner said it. You know, like, there's a there's a little bit of that, but then at the end yeah. of the day, we
1: always go on Instagram.
0: Yeah, 100%. Whatever.
1: But I do think, though, that, like, when I think about, like, why, like, let's just say, like, with reels, like, I love TikTok and I love reels, right? But I find myself more on reels than I do on TikTok, even though TikTok is, like, the platform I create primarily. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's this idea that, like, I, my people, my friends, the people I know are over there. And so with Be Real, I do feel like it's probably perfect if you have a Rolodex of phone numbers and you want to know what those people are up to without any ads, without seeing any random people. Um, So if you're like a a student in school or something and you just want to see pictures of your friends at that school, it's like perfect. And that's mainly what I see on my feed. I feel like it's like college kids, like high schoolers. It's still like, I feel like very young in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I feel like if, if I knew more people that like I actually knew in real life and I was seeing like what my cousin in a different state is doing, so my sister, I think that could be entertaining.
0: You go back to like we, we're trying to find ways to connect more and it's very exciting and everything that's right. happening with the new apps and but then you also think like how good is this that we have seven apps, you know, like yeah. that you have to go back and forth on. Because I find myself a lot of the times where you know, I'll like post something on Instagram and then I leave it alone usually. Like I just posted yeah. a podcast that I had last week. So I'll occasionally like put up content every couple of days, um, yeah. sometimes once a day, depending on what day of the week it is. And, you know, I'll find myself not checking it, which is good. But then I'll go on TikTok. And of course, yeah. like TikTok, I'll scroll and I got yeah. the hour set to where it'll notify me and I yeah. press OK and ignore that shit and just keep scrolling. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, I didn't. I didn't post anything on uh, Facebook today. Like I did my right. automatic Instagram to Facebook. Yeah. But I also like to go on Facebook and do something organic that's different than, yeah. right, just to keep my followers engaged. And I'm yeah. like, oh, let me do that. And then I'm like, oh, shit, let me go on LinkedIn. I forgot to post there. Yeah. You know, and I, I've tried things like Hootsuite, which is, a, which is a great program where you can post all in one spot. Yeah. But, again, I'm looking at, like, if any followers that – or, excuse me, any creators that I follow that did that – I wouldn't follow them on all platforms because I'm like, oh, it's going to be the same
1: content. Yeah, exactly.
0: So I try to switch it up, but then I'm like, bro, and then be real and then Vero. It's like. Right. It's too much. It's way too much. Uh, Let me ask you this. Are you on uh, Facebook?
1: Are you doing pages or like what are you doing on Facebook?
0: So for my podcast, I have a page. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. It's got more followers than my Instagram. (laughs) And then I have a personal one too. And I post a lot of personal or excuse me, I post a lot of podcast stuff on my personal Facebook. But then I have a Instagram for my podcast as well. Right, right. So I do that. It's a lot of crap. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of crap. Me. Because, yeah. you know, I don't always, I don't just talk about, I like to talk about the UGC stuff and and my content creation yeah. business on my personal. But then I'm like, again, it's just like, I have to manage this. I have to go back and forth and like it. And by the way, I also own a company with my wife that we do on the right. side. So I manage all that social media and the Instagram yeah. and the TikTok for that. And it's just, but you know, if you don't do it, you're not going to be as successful that's exactly
1: exactly it literally just expands your reach and i do feel like like when you look at it from that perspective it's a great opportunity like i I think i was telling you that um my wife and i started a business doing like podcast management um and so i put out this video saying hey we'll do your podcast management if you're interested let us know we're going to take on four clients and so in my mind i'm thinking okay maybe like Maybe twelve people will be like interested and that way we'll be able to get our four people. Mm-hmm. Dude, we got like sixty-five people saying like I'm interested. And so it's just like what other place could you go and get that many like qualified leads organically without paying for anything? Oh, that's interesting. And that was just on TikTok? Just on TikTok. And that like that's a whole other thing because people have Constantly said that like TikTok is a platform where people don't actually buy crab. You can't get real leads. You can't get real customers. You need to go to LinkedIn or Instagram. So I think like in the future, I think TikTok will become more of a bulletproof pl- platform.
0: Yeah. And more again, I, I talked to a lot of buddies, these kids that I was saying about that are in their teens and they don't search Google anymore. You know, they have right, right. they have iPhones. They don't pull up Safari, man. They go right to TikTok. And yeah. I'm guilty of it too. Like if I want just th- just the other day, I needed some floodlights for my backyard. Yeah. And normally I would go straight to Amazon. Yep. But I follow a lot of creators that do these Amazon must-haves and these reviews. Ooh. And so I go right to the search bar on TikTok and I'm like, floodlights. Right. And I type it up, and then the people I follow, they have all these reviews and they're like, hey, don't buy this one because the solar panels, you know, die after wow. six months. And that type of shit you're not gonna see on Amazon because have you ever gone on Amazon? You look at something, it says Amazon Choice, and you're like, "Oh, this must be the best one." (laughs) But then you go down the reviews, and it trashes them. Yeah. And you're like, "I don't want to read all those reviews." But if you go to TikTok, you know, if you follow someone that has like two million followers, and their only business is talking about products, yeah, that's pretty trustworthy.
1: One hundred percent, dude. Not to mention, if you go on Google sometimes and you search for something, the first thing that often comes up is like a TikTok video about it. Mm -hmm. So it's like. Either way, to your point, TikTok is going to be like the leader of search. Um, Let's talk about this really quick. I saw that, so, you know, like TikTok expanded like their, uh, the amount of characters you can now put in, um, in your description. Um, And I think it went from like 300 words to 2,200 words. That's just like, that's such, that's literally like a long, like a normal blog would be like 800 words, like to have something be like 2,200 is just like bizarre
0: that's insane i didn't i didn't know it was i didn't know it was that much do you ever yeah i mean do you max out at that because that includes hashtags i I would assume right
1: it does it does and and i even when it was like 300 i still wasn't like maxing out like i just there's no way you would type that much on like you know your cell phone um right but it's not going to surprise me if like people start like writing like blogs, type like type content and posting it with their stuff just to get like the search up Capabilities.
0: Well, dude, and you look at like, CapCut has now integrated a desktop app. Yeah, like yeah. TikTok. If you've played around on the desktop, like on my Mac, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty good, man. Compared to yeah. like an Instagram, it's way yeah. better than an Instagram.
1: Yeah, so, I need and, to check it out.
0: And for me, it's kind of gnarly because again, if, if I post, let's look at this podcast. So I get done recording it. I could edit this essentially in CapCut, but I use Premiere Pro. But you can essentially edit it in CapCup on your laptop and then post it right to TikTok. Wow. And never airdrop. Because that's what I do is I I edit my videos, these little reels, yeah. and then I got to airdrop it, which is kind of annoying sometimes. Yeah. And then you got to post it. And then you're typing these 300, 400, 500 characters on your phone. And yeah. for whatever reason, by the way, side note why is it TikTok spell check is the worst fucking terrible what is that like I it doesn't even know. it doesn't even autocorrect it but it doesn't even allow you the option to yeah. change it like i've and you can't even go back and edit it so yeah, I, I have an interesting
1: theory about that, talk I, about that. I, I think it's because like i i thought originally that like there is no spell check because they don't want you to accidentally say like hey i actually was trying to type this word but it typed this like if you so say you got like a flag for something you said, you can't say that like, hey, it was like autocorrect or spell check." Like I had no intent of like putting that. So I now know. like whatever you actually type is what will like be posted. I didn't think Versus so on that. like Facebook, you know, people's accounts were getting banned and they'd be like, well, I didn't, I mean, that was accident, like, I didn't mean to put that, right? Yeah, so, autocorrect.
0: I uh, don't know. Ooh, that's interesting though. That makes sense. And you know, and I also kind of thought it was, it was mainly because TikTok is truly authentic for now.
1: Yeah. And I think that if you type of, something, yeah,
0: that's a good point. I think it's kind of like it's uh, whether it was like a nod intentionally or it was just it just so happened to be like that because when you <laughs> post something like I don't know if you've posted things that you've messed up the spelling on, but I would never go back and redo it because you know it's got the watermark. So you'd have to repost right, it with the watermark unless you use like tick or something like that. But yeah. it, it's so funny where I've just let things ride that yeah. are misspelled and stupid hashtag and they still get a good amount of, of views. yeah, and I'm like, did people read the descriptions? Like, should I even dude? Yeah, but' it's like a matter of, it's a matter of overthinking. And I think like TikTok is the definition of not overthinking content, yeah
1: and yes. just posting what what you want. It's so dude, weird. big time. and I, I love that, and I felt like that's why like they were succeeding. But let me ask you this I, I this week more than any other week, I legit. It was maybe the first time I felt like, oh crap, like I could legit see TikTok not being that platform anymore, especially with like the rate I was like, like if YouTube comes out with this, you know, 50% rev split, like they're saying they are going to in 2023, mm-hmm. it would not surprise me if a lot of like creators left TikTok and made YouTube their primary and repost it onto TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. And if that happens, like then obviously I think consumption will follow that. Like nobody's going to see on like TikTok if like organic platform is like going to YouTube first. But I mean, what do you think about that?
0: I mean, I think eventually, whether it's a year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now, I think eventually TikTok is going to get absorbed by Google. That's what I think. Mm, that's I think, interesting. I think it's going to get to the point to where it's it's going to be so impactful on our culture. Mm-hmm. And what I even like that's even more interesting about it is you see what's what's going on with China with TikTok. It's a totally different beast. Totally different company. And then Google is not allowed to be in China. Google acquiring TikTok here in America would essentially give them a huge leg up Mm -hmm. from a creator aspect. Because, again, like you said, I mean, people are Googling stuff and a TikTok's popping up. It wasn't like that originally when TikTok came out. Do you remember where we purposely leave TikTok out of the conversation? Mm -hmm. But I think they want to like gather some data maybe for a year or two years. And really yeah. see the impact on this because look at what Zuckerberg did with Instagram. Yep. It, it wouldn't surprise me if, if they got it because I would do the exact same thing. The way you can monetize and make money off YouTube and Google versus uh, what TikTok is doing. And TikTok yeah. is just bending over the creators and showing them 50 states like it yeah. is not yeah. good. Yeah, um, that's and, a good point. You know, so I, I could see it happening to where as a creator, that's what I would do is I would start doing more things on short if I know I can make some money. And then mm-hmm. I might even ignore TikTok at that point because when you're a creator, like you said, the big thing is two things, right? Getting your reach and yeah. monetization. Right. That's that's all that matters. If you really want to grow, you got to get a reach and you got to make money. So these are just yeah. two things that are fact. And then there's a lot of creators out there on TikTok that are putting out a shit ton of content, but they're not making yeah. a lot of money because the TikTok economy is just not where it needs to be.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, That makes sense. You know,
0: same thing with the Reels too. Reels is garbage. Um, Yeah. Instagram itself, you just can't make any money off that. But YouTube has always stayed
1: really strong with that, so. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting, man. I I think creators would give up like not making a lot of money if they felt like the reach was guaranteed. Like if you felt like on Instagram you weren't going to make that much money, but for sure your crap was going to get out just like it does on TikTok, I think people would love that.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more because that's the big challenge for me that I see with, um, with a podcast is I spend a lot of time and energy making things look really, really good mm-hmm. and posting it on reels and it just doesn't get the traction. And I'm yeah. like, I don't even want money. Like I don't even yeah. I just want I want the reach because I know yeah. if people consume the content and like it, if I can convert one percent of people a month to yeah. go download one to five episodes a month of my podcast. Yep. Cause that to me is the big thing is the the end game is always the podcast. Yep. So if I can get you to the podcast, then you're gonna hear my sponsors, then you're gonna hear my guests. So like yeah. yourself, that that that's the sexy thing to me about a podcast is if I have you on the show and vice versa, or if I have anybody on the show, and then if you have some really good content to share, but you get one client out of being on my podcast and you text me like six months later, yo, bro, I just made fucking five grand off this client. I'm going to be like, fuck yeah, yeah dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And I've even had people that have reached out to me and said, hey, man, I made X amount of dollars off this client. You know, do you want some residuals? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, bro, that's not why I do the podcast. I do the podcast to yeah. fucking, because when I started my podcast, I had my other buddies that put me on their show and that helped my subscribers. And it's just all, yeah. as you know, the creator community is, we got to look out for each other. And yeah, that's the important thing about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. and I, I agree. Um, but like, speaking of that, like, what is, what is your goal with the podcast? Like, what are you hoping happens? Are you, do you see yourself with the network? Are you hoping to, you know, what's like your yeah. preference?
0: I mean, right now, dude, like the, um, my passion project is what I told you about creating like a space for creators and, Mm -hmm. um, that way you can go and almost like an Airbnb for creators is kind of my vision. And I, I mainly want to do that. It's twofold is to have my own studio for my personal podcast where I can bring people in, do multiple podcasts in a studio, you know, have Mm -hmm. my equipment set up because that's going to help my quality of life as well because I'm, yeah. I'm using my office as my studio, and my wife knows like six hours a, a weekend. She can't interrupt <laughs> me. So quality yeah. of life for me would be great because then I would just show up to work right, in the studio, do my podcast with my guests, and be able to introduce and talk to people face-to-face because that, that's just the one thing I really want to do is get to a space to where I can have a studio and interact with people face-to-face because this is great. It'd be yeah. cool to see in person, but I hate this type of virtual stuff because there's no, I don't know, man, it's just different. I mean, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Like, you know, you're interrupting me. I'm interrupting you not on purpose. It's just because of the lag and the delay. Yeah. It's just, you know, and I'm, I got two monitors, so I'm looking at you here, but my camera's here. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's just not, it feels like I'm FaceTiming you like, yeah, so I, I want to get the podcast to where it can be my full-time job. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, I want to use it as a platform not just to interview people, but I want to have people on there that want to grow their own platforms, and I want to use it as a place to where it'll help them grow. And Mm. maybe even, again, like we talked about, having those 10 spaces where people can go and have their own podcast recording, but the camera, the lights, everything's going to be there for them. So like me, I spent thousands of dollars, I'm sure, just like you. I mean, you're cranking the shirt, bro. I know you you ain't playing around but it's expensive bro so right, right if if i could find a place where i could just show up and the camera set up the mic yeah. set up the recording studio and then also i can edit the podcast for those people kind of yeah. like what you guys are doing where but it's a space where we can creatively work together and you can hang out under my shoulder as i'm like creating it for you and you can yeah. help me direct and like we're all just working together something like that that's like my end yeah. game
1: for the podcast That's really dope, man. And I I was just telling my wife the same thing. Like we uh, in our new building there's a we work upstairs or downstairs somewhere. Um, And so we were thinking like, man, I might just like make one of those rooms like a podcast studio at the very least. Like I would record it. Like I would do four episodes like a month. Right. And then my wife has a podcast. She'd do four. Right. So just right there. Like we'd like make, you know, we'd save our money. So it's like uh, and then having clients come there and and film. That could be. I love that. That makes sense.
0: Hell yeah. And I mean, WeWorks aren't bad. Like they're. What uh fifty bucks, hundred bucks an hour, something like that? Um I, gosh, I don't know.
1: I think there's like a you get a monthly pass and it for like a hot desk or something for two ninety nine. But if you um, want like good. your own dedicated like office space, it'd be like eight hundred to a thousand or something.
0: Yeah, I mean it's still better than having a building, I guess. You know, it's not yeah. bad. um but that that is the that is the goal for the podcast, especially right now. I I just don't um I didn't really have a big passion for it up until Two years ago, like when the pandemic mm-hmm. hit and I was having so many guests on and, you know, people texting me afterwards saying either hey, their business help, you know, it helped my business yeah. or, you know, per it was I learned a lot. Like just those little conversations, man, even if it stays stagnant like that and I'm not able mm-hmm. to make a full time gig out of it, but I'm able to kind of do more yeah, and make them better quality because I, I want to get ahead of this whole YouTube thing. I really think YouTube is going to capitalize on the podcast world yep, and um, video is going to be a big part of it. And yep. as sexy as this is, like, you know, and even that, wow, Tony switched cameras. <laughs> oh, that's great. Like, as cool as that is, it's just not, you got to have the fucking studio. Yeah. You just got the cameras back and forth. It's the same background environment. It's the wide space. Like yep. these little uh, one by ones.
1: Yeah. At the very least, like the video capture would be better. Mm. At, literally, at the very least. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's exciting, man. I, I think you're like well on your way. I'm super excited to be on this journey with you and I'm looking forward to keeping in touch. But to your point, I love podcasting and I think for we're going to see a lot more full time podcasters over the next few years.
0: I hope so, man. It's such a beautiful art form. You know, like yeah. I've learned so much from podcasting and uh, just hosting a podcast. Last thing before I let you go, I mean, because I've learned so much just hosting. Mm -hmm. um and talking to people like what have you learned from being involved in the podcast space
1: yeah I think there's two big things I think the first is just like the like the people you meet, like just like the relationships you build are relationships you probably wouldn't have if it wasn't for podcasting. Like the likelihood that you and I would be like talking is just like unlikely, right? Like even if we met on TikTok, it's unlikely that we'd say like, let's get on a call and like talk for an hour, right? So it's just like, imagine doing that for like every single week for, you know, three years or two years, just the number of people you meet. It's like, it's a great networking, networking play. Um, and then I think the second thing I've learned is just sort of like, um, I think that when you talk to someone sort of like the way we've spoken right now, if we had just maybe met for coffee, I don't know that we would have went in depth as in depth. Like I I think like just interviewing someone on a podcast, like the level, I I can't explain it, but it's like every time I interview people and we'd get off the phone and we'd like hang up, but we'd still be like on video. We just kind of look at each other like, darn, how's it? You you really opened up. Like that was a good conversation. And I don't know that like the average conversation is that good or that in-depth. And so from that point moving forward, the relationship you have with that person is just different. It's just it has more depth. I'm more of a quality person than I am a quantity person.
0: Mm, dude, same. Well said. That, yeah, that's beautiful. I didn't even mean, think about that. Because uh, there is something special, right? Like we, we talked about yeah. uh, a couple times where just having those conversations. In fact, funny story and I'll let you go are you good on time by the way i don't want to yeah yeah yeah. i can't believe we're at an hour already that's i know literally flew by another gnarly thing about podcast man is like i feel like if i had i love my wife i don't know if she can hear me (laughs) but i i I feel like when i talk to her sometimes Uh. but we have these like in-depth and amazing conversations like just yeah. gorgeous kind of and then we look at the clock we're like oh it was only 20 minutes like it's but it's <laughs> weird how it feels longer and it's not a bad thing necessarily but yeah, on yeah. a podcast it's different because it feels shorter yep but it's long as fuck like i've talked three hours with people yeah. before
1: and uh, yeah and, and i think weird. part of it too is like you're trying to like say you're trying to like come like you're trying to save time uh and mm-hmm. to get all your stuff off for the guest. um, and maybe not in this combo, cause it's more casual, but sure. generally speaking, you're trying to say like, I have 10 questions that I need to finish. And so I feel like you're trying to compress time, not to That's mention, true. some of your guests may have like two to seven minute answers. That's like an hour right there. So it's <laughs> That's like, right. That's right. you know, That's yeah, such- so it's, it's bizarre man. but I love, um, like you know, I feel like had we met, let's just say, like at work, right, and we sat next to each other, the likelihood that you would have told me about your wife, like I would told you about my wife. I told you we moved. Like, like there's just so much crap that we just wouldn't have said on like the first time meeting each other.
0: That's so true. Yeah, and a lot of it I think has to do with the headset. It sounds kind of weird, but a lot of it has to do with the headset because you're so, immer- like, we would never be able face to face or Good over point. the phone have this conversation of like this noise canceling like my dog is probably barking but i can't hear and i'm just immersed in your voice you're immersed in mine like there's something
1: interesting about that like from an audio that's a great point, man. and think about like the number of conversations you have on a daily basis where you don't pick up your phone you're not like looking at like something else you're just like you're just talking to that person for six minutes
0: that's so true yeah and you know we haven't you don't on a podcast you don't pick up your phone halfway through Right. You know, but I, w- I was just at brunch with my wife, like I was telling you before this, and just subconsciously we just grabbed our phones and we we're like, "Hey, right, what's the weather right. like?" And the next thing you know, we're both on TikTok. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I would never do that on the podcast, and right. um, you just don't think about it because you're so immersed in it. You know, yeah. I wanted to bring up this uh, this story where I was just on uh, this guy's podcast. It's called the Define Podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, Shout out Define, but it's D E and then A capital A capital F mm-hmm. because he's actually deaf, but he's got the permanent you know, your hearing aid, but a really great podcast. And he invited me on. I had to drive two hours to it. He's got this really wow. dope studio that he's building and I've never met him before. I got connected through a mutual friends and he's like, Hey man, I'd love to, you know, hear your story. And I've had some pretty gnarly things that happened to me the past year. And he's like, Hey, I want to hear about your podcast. I'm new to podcasting. Yada, yada. And the reason I'm telling you the story is because you bring up, um, a good point when you're interviewing people, uh, how the conversations go and how they're organic and they're fun and you build relationships that way. So anyway, the podcast was about an hour and 50 minutes hmm. uh no breaks he had three cameras set up studio lights backdrops couple audio technicas some stands like headphones roadcaster dope setup we do the whole thing he presses record he even as a producer switching cameras back and forth kind of like i've been doing <laughs> i get done i'm like bro that was a fucking banger he's like dude are you kidding me you know how many clips i'm gonna make out of this you had some sick shit. I had some, like this was an epic conversation. So we talked yeah. for another hour afterwards. Wow. So I leave. He texts me when I get home about two hours later, right? Because I had to drive. He goes, <sighs> bro, my producer hit, didn't hit record. on a, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and you know what I said to him first? Because he was devastated, obviously. This is like yeah. episode five for him. I go, bro, did you have a good time? He's like, yeah. I was like, That's all it's about, dude. That's podcasting, bro. Don't think about, like, it's cool to record stuff and all that, but the key, I think, to podcasting is do you enjoy the conversation with people? Are you learning something? Did you get value from it? If you did, whatever. If you recorded it, cool. If you didn't, who gives a shit? Right, but right. You had fun. And then, of course, in the back of my head, I'm like, motherfucker, I was going to repurpose that and make that a podcast. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, we'll do it again.
1: Like, no big deal. Right. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. It's a Yo, that's fun. actually a good idea. I don't know why more people don't do that. Like, if you record one episode, you post it on your feed, someone else posts it on their feed. Because I feel like, like, podcasting is not like, Google blogs in that way where like Google search Mm -hmm. engines are going to like render your blog as a duplicate. It's just, you're not giving two people the opportunity to hear that content. So that's true. that makes sense.
0: Yeah, dude. Like I've done that a couple of times where I've been on people's podcasts and they'll send it to me and then I'll kind of do an intro and I'll Mm -hmm. say, Hey guys, good news is, you know, you don't have to hear me all the time. I was on, you know, the Define podcast this week. Here's some of the content. Make sure you follow them, check it out. And then I just kind of throw that into Premiere Pro and then, uh, and edit that way. So. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, like if you want this video, I'll just I'll fucking uh, Google drive it to you. If you want to repurpose some clips and shit, you could do that.
1: Yeah, um, please do. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, dude. do. But uh, anyway, so th- this was good, man. It's was, again, over an hour. Uh, it, w- it was good to get to know you. But uh, if people don't uh, watch us on YouTube, which from this conversation, I feel like a lot of people now are going to start watching on YouTube because they're like, oh, they're yeah. talking a lot about YouTube's growth. <laughs> uh, but where can people find you if they're just listening, uh, websites, all that jazz?
1: Yeah. So uh, obviously people can find me on TikTok, which is my platform of choice, as well as Instagram at Lloyd, not George. That's L-L-O-Y-D, not George. Uh, And uh, you can also find me on my website, which is Lloyd, not com.
0: Awesome. And by the way, I love the fucking name, dude. That is. Thank you. That is great. What, what made you think of that? That was fantastic.
1: Yeah, so obviously I have two first names. So my full name is Lloyd George. Um, and I think naturally George just like stands out to the eye. So people always like refer to me as like George. So I'm like, oh hey, George. Oh, I mean, Lloyd. I mean, oh, sorry <laughs> about that. So I just thought, you know what? Like, why not Lloyd, not George?
0: Well, bro, this was great again. Hang back for a sec uh, before we close out. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks for tuning in as per usual uh, to the Barada podcast. I'm your host, Tony Barada. Go follow Lloyd. Some great content on TikTok and Instagram. Lloyd, thanks again for being on the show, man. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. See you.